I what a win! What a win! I'm going to tell you right now, Morgan oh. Regan, I'm juiced. Same. I love that you have that same energy from even that long ago, and I'm just yeah, it makes yeah. me oh. happy. I'm so excited to talk about this game. I think a little Cupid came by and hit me with a basketball, a little basketball love today. Well, oh, I do. So I, I know it's early, but yeah, I did get you a Valentine's Day gift. Okay. <laughs> do you remember? You called me today. Yeah. And you said, Morgan, can you write some parodies to some love songs about the all-star break or something? I said, Morgan, can you do this? That's how I sound. Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. And I, and I said, yeah, dude, so I'll try to get to it on my, you know, 90 minute drive, like whatever. So I came up with some things. Okay. And let's just say it's not my best work, but it is to a whole bunch of love songs. Okay. A whole bunch. I asked for one. I need like 800. I can't wait to go. Let's go. But I obviously didn't write for a whole song. It was just a quick That's fine. That's what this is like uh, the old infomercials that would show a whole bunch of songs that are on a collection. Would you like me? Would you like me to present them to you? Uh, No. I I told you to do it and I'd rather you not. Yes. This is why you don't do anything nice for Deuce because he's not nice. He's not nice. Happy Valentine's Day, baby. Happy Valentine's Day, Deuce. Ready? All right. And you can tell me if you know which song is which. (sighs) Tell me something, Kings. Are you going to be a playoff team? Or is it too hard? All I ask is that we light the beam. I'm okay but in the bad times i find myself longing for change and in the good times i love my life i'm just a king's fan finding where i stand i'll never go full insane Watching from the stands, asking for active hands. I don't think I'll ever change. Cause you were shooting threes and I was getting rebounds. And I yelled at you and said, get in a horn set. But you waved it off and said, hey, baby, I want a D-H-O. But I said, De'Aaron, keep shooting in the restricted zone. I'll be rebounding because I love it so. You'll be my point guard. I'll be your center. It's a love story, baby. Just say yes. When, When you hold me like this and you touch me like that, it's a foul for the stars, but it's not. Force a bonus when you grab him like this and you jump on his back. It's just hard to believe that it's marginal contact. When a ball sees a basket, there's no any way but in. It can be chains, nylon, or more. Let her cook. <laughs> Let her cook. I, what? 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 Standing ovation. That wasn't even my best work. That was like 90-minute parody. I'm going to say something for you. What? Go fuck yourself. Oh. Your that was amazing. <laughs> You're just, I said, I, this is my directions of Morgan Because here, 
uh, honest uh, time, honest time for a second, I was like, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. Second night back to back, get kind of ugly, but I want to have fun tonight. I'm like, we got to make sure we're having fun. I felt like yesterday I'm going over, hey, let's talk some lineups. And I'm like, God, we can't lose what we do on the pod. Let's have fun. And I threw Morgan, a, there, I was like, hey, come up with some sort of song tonight. And then you come out and you blow it. Are you kidding me? You really? Yes. My favorite one is the Celine Dion because it's so just oh like with the moment God. of time of the two minute report. I am stunned. Oh. People clip that and share that. What? You guys. Oh my God. Please let me. And Insane. I couldn't I couldn't hit the Lady Gaga notes. So I had to, I literally looked like I didn't look, but you know how on your phone you can do the microphone thing? Yeah. So on TikTok, I did a microphone saying, uh, singing shallow for beginners because i was trying to find a way how they how they hit that note couldn't hit it couldn't hit it there's nothing else i can really say before we start the show besides it's a great way to start i guess what is becoming an annual valentine's day show oh. we did it last year it was a king's loss to phoenix tonight was much different kings played like dogs tonight. They got it going. To, before we start, hit the thumbs up and subscribe. Final night chat for at least a week plus. Starts now. That's weird. In three, two, one. Hit my music. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. Welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. Happy Valentine's Day. And how about the Sacramento Kings tonight? On a second night of a back-to-back after a heartbreaking loss last night to Phoenix, they had to fly to Denver for a rematch with the defending champion Nuggets. How are the Kings going to respond? Second night of a back-to-back coming off an emotional loss. All-star break on the horizon. Wow, did they come out and play like dogs tonight? Shots were clanking left and right. They couldn't make anything. 11 first half turnovers. They get down big and you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a tough loss heading into the break. The Nuggets without Jamal Murray, no KCP. The Kings said, we don't care. We're focused on one thing. We're going to play like dogs tonight. Oh. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox, call him De'Aaron Dog. Oh. <laughs> He showed up in the fourth quarter, 15 points, four assists in the fourth quarter, finishing with 30 points. Sabonis so with 20, 13, and seven, and outplaying Jokic for a second consecutive game. Ooh. The Kings had to grind it out, but they played big in the second half, and they played even bigger in the fourth quarter, coming back and beating the Denver Nuggets on the road, 102 to 98. Oh, it was so Sweet. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out TrustNorthwest.com. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you're just as juiced as I am. and Because I know we're oh. coming on here later. I had to come back from San Francisco. But my goodness, I feel the same energy that I feel felt as soon as that game ended. And it was just like excitement yep okay no we don't hit ourselves um but it was it was excitement it was like i felt 
pride. I was like proud of this oh, team. Yeah. Yeah. I was laughing because um, I felt like we were talking so much shit about the small ball in that game against the Suns and then small ball lineup was starting to work, but for different reasons, we'll get to that. Trey Lyles was back, all these different things, different matchups, but it was working and it just was like, wow. Okay. These are the adjustments I like to see when they work like this. It was great to see, especially with all the things like you mentioned, second night of a back-to-back, the heavy legs getting in at 2.45 a.m., all the different things. Loved it. It would have been an easy game tonight that if they lost, you'd be like, yeah, I mean, feels like a schedule loss, right? Coming off that emotional game in Phoenix. Dude, I, you're going to say I'm being dramatic. Oh, no, what? Do I have your chair, by the way? I feel so short. You feel short or tall? I'm back. I mean, I usually am very high. Anyway. Oh, he's back. You may call me dramatic tonight. Probably. This is my new favorite win of the season. Okay. Well. My new favorite win of the season. That's hard. I thought they played a lot of, they played some really good basketball last night against Phoenix. They made some mistakes for sure. Yeah. But like they played pretty well. Yes. Yes. In this game, when they start off like they start off, I mean, they were just killing me in the first quarter. One, they're missing shots. They shot in the first quarter 27%. They scored 16 points in the first quarter going, it's 27-16, like, good luck. You're digging yourself a hole. Then it gets even worse. They have seven turnovers. Seven turnovers in the second quarter. So you had 11 at the half, Morgan. They were killing the Kings. But then I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Denver's not shooting well. And the Kings are competing defensively. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. It's halftime and it's 53-41. I said it at halftime, Morgan. I said, if they can just come out and take care of the ball, well, they're going to give themselves a chance. And what do you know? The Kings stayed in this game in the first half, kept it within a dozen because they were playing engaged defense. They got... They had active hands. Yep. They were being vertical. They were rotating pretty well. There were still mistakes tonight, duh, like every single game. But it was their defense and Denver's missed shots that kept them in the game. And then Sacramento turned it on the second half. They outscored him 61 to 45 in the second half. Why are you hesitating? Because I'm double checking. (laughs) 61-45 Kings in the second half, Morgan. Um, So I was so impressed with the Kings staying engaged. It could have been easy for them to fold tonight. Missing tons of shots. They're down on the road in the elevation. How are they going to respond? They responded in an awesome way. Response so fun, exciting, all the things. Uh, I don't think you're being dramatic, but I am surprised. And I think you are a little bit of prisoner of the moment. But nope. Love it. Vibe. Go off the feelings. Life's too short. Vibe off the feelings. Uh, in the beginning of this game, you, you know, you talk about the defense and everything. When the Nuggets were knocking down some of their threes and the rotations just seemed like a step slow. And not even a step slow. It'd be a contested three. And it's just like, wow, okay, the Nuggets are going to have this type of night. I was a little worried. And that's really what started that little bit of a whole beginning of the game. Whatever adjustments that they made, whether it was being more locked in, whether it was just rotating quicker, being on that string with one another, um, it was just beautiful. It was so well done. The the difference between the first half and the second half, just dramatic, right? Yes. One, you start knocking down shots, but you start taking care of the ball. That too. They had 11 turnovers in the first half. In the second half, they had four. Mm. I mean, just mm. 
It was right. taking care of the basketball. This is what Chelsea Gray said. Yes, Chelsea Gray, name drop, um, said on the postgame show. She's like, I mean, how many times did we talk about taking care of the basketball? Extra possessions for you. That means you are getting a complete p- possession. You are doing something with that possession. Even if you're getting a shot off or it's a missed shot, you're getting that possession. And that's exactly what the Kings need to do. They needed more possessions. They need, And then they started to execute on these offensive possessions. They had many chances tonight to fold and just get ready for the all-star break and come back in a week, but they kept pushing. And that's what I admire tonight is they're not feeling it right now. Like they're feeling banged up. Mike Brown talked after the game. We'll play a little bit of it later. And he's like, we're banged up right now. Like Fox is banged up. He said Keegan. He said Keegan, his body is banged up pretty good right now. He said the all-star break can't come at a better time for this team because of it. So now they get some time off. Few things to mention with you're talking about everyone being banged up. De'Aaron Fox going up for that dunk, hurting his left hand or wrist in the beginning of the game. Sabonis, his thumb shaking it out. Same thumb as last year. Same thumb as last year. And then Keegan, I think it was Brown that ended up like pushing him to the floor. He took a hard fall and Mike Brown also said he tweaked his ankle tonight. Oh, no. So, and he kept playing through it. So that was good. This was one of those like gutsy performances by the Kings. And I I loved how they performed. I thought one big change that I liked that they made was single coverage on Jokic. I I just felt like they were making a huge mistake in the first half by throwing doubles at Jokic. And I understand with Jokic, you do have to throw different looks at him. But if you're consistent with him and you're just throwing him doubles, dude, this is Jokic. He sees everything everywhere. Mm -hmm. He can make any play. And he will pick you apart. Then your defense is scrambling. And then all of a sudden, you're in the same position as you were last night when you're throwing double teams, maybe a Booker and KD. Just getting picked apart. They switched that up. And a lot in the second half, it was single coverage. Sabonis played his ass off tonight. Sabonis, I mean, he does every night, but every the guy night. was playing physical with, with Jokic tonight. Even Trey Lyles, when they went small ball five in that lineup, he had some good moments against they Jokic. They battled through the chest. Yeah. That is some, like, that is just not easy to do. It takes so much effort. It takes a lot of energy to do that down the floor every single time. And I felt like with someone like Jokic, he started getting in this mood or this tone or this energy where he's like, I'm ready for the all-star break. So Sabonis is like, I'm going to capitalize on this and keep going through. And then Trey Lyles, just even when he came in with that other lineup, even some of the non-Jokic minutes, was just being so aggressive, so powerful down low. It was guys really like just understanding, you're going to get to rest. Just please leave it. You don't, you leave it out on the floor right now, all of it, because you don't want to regret and feel shitty during the all-star break. It's so easy to say that shit, though. And I, I, we said it last so night. It's like, I know everyone's like, hey, we, we got to focus. You know, hey, All-Star break's coming. But when you're in the game and then you're like, oh, I am kind of tired playing at elevation and I'm missing shots. Dude, they just kept battling. And this is a team that's had some tough losses recently, right? You, you think back to the Pistons game, then how they responded against Denver. Then the loss to OKC. We're like, did you guys just not show up for that game because it was early? And then in Phoenix last night where it was tough and you fell apart down the stretch. Big difference tonight in the final 90 seconds of this game. In the fourth quarter too, but in the 90 seconds, the Kings executed. Yeah, they did. In crunch time tonight, the Kings made things happen. It wasn't just Fox knocking down the final 10 points of the game. Duh, he did that. It was how they were defending. 
I mean, they played tough in the final 90 seconds of the game. In Engaged. fact, it was 93-89 Denver with 2.52 to go. So Denver's up 93-89. HB hits a three to cut it to 93-92 on a hell of a play by De'Aaron Fox. Before I get there, I just want to mention when it's 93-89, the Kings responded with an 11-0 run. Jeez. The Nuggets were on their A game tonight. They looked like they were thinking about the All-Star break, but like, let's not get it twisted. Even though they were shorthanded with no Jamal Murray, no KCP, Kings aren't feeling bad for them. This Denver team was talking about before the game, they needed this win. They, had, coming into tonight, just got their asses kicked by Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. The game before that got their asses kicked in Sacramento. They wanted a win tonight, but the Kings brought it to them tonight, and I love the compete level from Sacramento. Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, I, I love the compete level, and like they brought... All those things that they can control. And Denver is awesome at home, too. They have an awesome home record. Denver, great at home. They also, what they also, I thought, did a great job of, and I think Mike Brown did a great job of, was a lot of in-game adjustments. Something that I felt like, especially in that Suns game, where we were like, ah, rotations, or this, or the way that maybe he's talking to someone. It just didn't feel like things were working. Where this game, it felt like the buy-in was there and whether it's like you said the single coverage or understanding um maybe someone was shooting well in the short corner and just like getting over there and being over just being in the right place with your body because that is so important sometimes of just even how you angle yourself when you can see man see ball all these different little things just felt like everyone was locked in with those things the effort was there when it was contesting shots and yeah like i mean like you said the in-game adjustments being able to take care of the ball better and also the way that they were defending the nuggets sometimes winning ugly is really beautiful is that, are you trying to make it like poetic and cute? Yeah, I was trying to make someone write that down. Go, you know, I should write that down and have that like on. And say Deuce Mason. Yeah, Deuce Mason. Yeah. Mm. 2024. Mm. King shot just under 44%. They were just 9 of 33 from downtown, 27%. 15 of 19 at the line. Denver, 39.3%. They were 9 of 26 from beyond the arc, 9 of 22 from the free throw line. I loved how the Kings responded. De'Aaron Fox finished with the final 10 points of the game for Sacramento. No big deal. And he was a man on the mission. This was great to see the last couple games for Fox. He was coming off back-to-back 15-point games. Remember, he had that 15-point game against Denver, but the Kings are blowing him out, so it it just felt like it was impactful still. He had 15 and 10 in that game. It absolutely Made things happen, played great defense on Jamal Murray. The OKC game was not good. 15 points and not good. Not locked in. Mm-hmm. Looked tired. Just not engaged. It, it was a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. Last night, he scores 40 in a loss. And he played great. Tonight, scores 30. The last two games, De'Aaron Fox, 70 points in the last two games. Fox tonight finished with 30 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds, and 42 minutes and 53 seconds. He did on 12 of 26 shooting. He was 2 of 7 from three, four of six at the free throw line. Let's talk more about De'Aaron Fox. He took this game over, obviously, in the fourth quarter, 15 points in the court. That's fine. I love the 15 points. You know what I loved even more? Mm. The four assists he had. He had four assists in the fourth quarter. He was making things happen everywhere. Also had three rebounds in the fourth quarter. Mm. He took over and dominated that game. He took the Kings to the finish line. Had some incredible sequences in the fourth quarter. Some of my favorites. Uh, please. <laughs> Let me just tell you. I'm going to let you cook. Morgan. I shall drink. He's got Zeke Naji on the perimeter, okay? Okay. 
and and of course during seasons like time to go to work drives left crossover mm. drives right good recovery by Zignaji except De'Aaron Fox spins back right, mm-hmm. turns around, dishes it to Trey Lyles with a beautiful finish. It was just a nasty-ass move. It was decisive. It was a series of moves. It showed off his handles, showed off a little bit of his playmaking. That's a knock on Fox. He's not a good point guard. He doesn't distribute enough. He doesn't find guys. Well, in these moments, he did tonight. Yep. I mentioned when it was 93-89, Harrison Barnes, it's a three to cut it to one, 93-92. That was off a De'Aaron Fox throwing an absolute bullet to the corner. Jokic, I mean, it whizzed by his fingertips to HB. Beautiful pass on the money. Barnes bangs in a three. I mean, the list list goes on. You know, just down. I've got more. This is deuce of show. I'm sorry, I got more. I'm just trying to refresh your memory. Oh, okay. Coming off a dribble handoff with Sabonis hard off the screen, that dribble handoff. Jokic comes up to help a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then he retreats. Fox is just a nasty step back. A little jab, step, step back, quick, three ball, bang. Any more? I got one more for you. <laughs> I got one more. The memory, the basketball mind is cooking right now. Mm. You just got to let this marinate for a I, second, Yeah, no, okay? I'm just. It's almost ready. Ready Ew. to eat some more Fox highlights? No. No. Gross sound. I don't like, yeah. So Keegan and Sabonis come up to set staggered screens. Okay. Fox goes, I'm not using them. I'm not using them. He goes around the screen. Sabonis rolls. And Jokic is kind of in this drop coverage, trying to focus in on Fox, maybe with a floater, maybe Sabonis on the dish. Gordon's there too. Fox goes around Sabonis, almost uses Sabonis as a shield to get around and throw up a floater. He just ignored the staggered screens, weaved his way through the paint, around Sabonis, lefty floater in. The guy was in his bag tonight. Yes, he was. Darren Fox started to look like the guy I saw in October, November. This was good to see at the end of the All-Star break. Now kick up your feet, Fox. Relax. Reset the mind, the body. Take an ice bath. Get a massage. And get ready to go for the final 28 games of the season. 17 of the final 28 on the home floor at Golden One Center. I'm juiced. I'm ready to go. Anything else? That's it. You sure? You remember some of those plays? I painted a picture like I was Deucey Ross over here. Like Bob Ross. Yep. No, we all got Deucey Ross. Thank you. Yep. Okay. So, great place. Oh, thank you so much, All-Stars. How about... Reggie Jackson gets the ball on the inbound. Fox is on him immediately. Poke away, steal. Takes it all the way to the rack. Oh, yeah. That one I really liked. Defense leading to that offense. I what? think I bet you you can think of another one, but go on. I might. Yeah. I, and what, what's going to happen is you're going to start talking. I'm going to interrupt you with it. And then I'm going to hit and you then, and tell you, no, you're going to let me finish my goddamn sentence. And then people in the YouTube comments are going to say, Deuce, why do you keep talking over Morgan? I'm going to say, I'm sorry. I get excited sometimes. And it happens. It's not out of anything other than that. Morgan, mm-hmm. let's talk more about De'Aaron Fox. What has looked different about him the last couple of games? I would say the last two games, what we've been seeing with him is just being a lot more aggressive. And when I say a lot more aggressive for him, it's not just settling. I forget how many threes he did attempt in that in that Suns game, though. 
That's a great question. I should look it up. Just real look fast. that up for me really quick before I try and like make some point because I felt like it still he, was. Yeah, he took twelve. He was yeah, five yeah. of twelve in that game. Two of seven tonight. And real fast, just to jump in there uh-huh. on that three point note, I thought that was one thing the Kings did a little too much through the first three quarters is they yeah. settled for three. I'm like, dude, your legs aren't there. Like, if your legs aren't there and your shots are short, please attack. Please here's, attack and make something happen. Here's an example that yeah. we took as one of our plays of the game. It was when the ball touched everyone's hand, and it went completely around the horn, and it ended up in De'Aaron Fox's mm-hmm. hand. Shot fake, one dribble, boom, three-point shot. And I was saying to Chelsea Gray, I was going, every three? Not created equally. Mike Brown says all the time, if my guy has an open three, I want him to shoot it. And sometimes I sit back and go, hmm, still don't agree with that because all open threes aren't the best threes. And you want to make sure you're not taking the first open three. You're wanting to take the best open three. And I felt like through a lot of these quarters, they were just like tired, uh, Denver, you know, mile high, whatever. What is it called? What is it? The mile high city. Is that what it's called? I don't know if you know this, 5,820 feet, the elevation. Thank you. So elevation. stupid jerseys, I'd say. Yeah, stupid jerseys, all the things, you know, that I go, okay, maybe these guys are settling. But then in moments like that, I was like, yes, you play the best basketball together to get this best three-point shot off. But for De'Aaron Fox, you asked me about, um, I thought him just being aggressive, getting to the basket. Now, obviously, you're going to say that after having a fourth quarter of 15 points like he had and being so big in that in those clutch moments. That's something we haven't seen in a while of him yeah. just really being able to take over. And he struggled this year in that in those moments. There was a switch with his confidence and being like, oh, my team needs me. Malik Monk wasn't having his best game two for 11. He had six points off the bench, you know, definitely not a good Malik Monk game. But De'Aaron Fox was like, I don't care who is doing what I'm going to take over. And one thing on that monk note. Yes. Not a good shooting night. That's what it is. Because I thought, yes. Dude, he made some defensive plays tonight. Him being out there was absolutely valuable. So, yes, it was more just like obviously what he was doing on the offensive end. And when I even say offensive end, I mean, I think truly like he still is able to be that threat because teams know what he's capable of, of getting to the basket. He missed a few easy ones, whatever. But, yeah, De'Aaron Fox, he became the man that we knew he could be, that he was in the beginning of the season, and it's just, it was, I just want to see that all the time. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be 30 points all the time. No. I just want the efficient De'Aaron Fox, the engaged De'Aaron Fox defensively. Too. What I'm saying I want to see all the time is what we saw yeah. in that fourth quarter. He is so capable of doing that because we saw that on a consistent level in the beginning of the season. And, I mean. And they, I felt like the pace was picking up more. Like they were pushing. They were, yes. And what a difference it is. They get stops and they could push a little bit, get into their early offense, and it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Just a really awesome night from De'Aaron Fox. 30 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. He also had 2 steals in the game, Morgan Reagan. Oh, my God. Just playing defense. What? Here's something that you like. Because last night, I believe he had 6 assists, 6 turnovers. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had 1 turnover tonight. One turnover. Taking care of the basketball, especially when you have the hand, the ball Dude, in that's your hands a, that's, that much. That's being locked in. And, you know, last night was an interesting game against the Suns. I'm not trying to spend too much time on it, but, like, it was emotional. You saw fought, I mean, you saw the Herter-Brown exchange. You saw Sabonis scream after, like, pissed, like, you know, just frustrated that they lost that game, that they felt like they could have won. And you're wondering what kind of emotional hangover they could have going into this game. Yeah. And... 
let's be honest, you're kind of thinking about the dude. I'm, th I was thinking about dude. I get a week off after today. You know, I'm thinking about that. So and as a player, you're thinking your body's worn down. You're all. I literally at well, I asked my bosses afterward, but I wanted I was going to ask them if Chelsea and I could put on our sweats for the post game show because I thought it'd be, <laughs> be funny, funny and a good bit. And they're like, no. After I told them my idea, they were like, no, no, we're not doing that. So whatever. Anyway, that's how ready I was yeah. to just like truly be done, be ready for the all-star break, to be able to lock in and still do your job at an elite level. It's hard. It's hard. I don't care Second what you say. It's hard. night of a back-to-back -back yes. and the guy plays almost 43 minutes. Just absolutely incredible. Big time shit. Uh, I do want to talk about Malik Monk for a second because you're right. You know, on the box score, you go, God, man, two of 11, rough night, 0 for 3. You had six points. No, dude, this guy was in at the end of the game because he was competing and he had one play that I almost lost my mind where he was kind of casual in transition with the turnover. And then he, you know, got frustrated and did not get back on defense. Uh -huh. Mike Brown almost lost his mind. <laughs> what about what there's, was that, that wasn't the play when he tried that little bounce pass to Alex. Yes, Len? that's okay. exactly the play. Oh, but oh. I thought he had some really nice defensive moments. Like, he was recovering, like even off a turnover, he's getting back, making sure to get vertical at the rim. I don't even know if he had a block tonight, but I felt like he impacted things out there. The and verticality, who did he do? He had a really good moment. I forget who it was against, and I felt like it was either in, I felt like it was even in transition. And he just stayed tall, kept his hands straight up. And I'm like, yep. that is so hard to do. Fantastic effort from Malik Monk. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. This is in the second quarter. Monk, I put Monk amazing verticality on Watson after mm. a turnover. The Kings started the second quarter, by the way, with three straight turnovers. Oh, God. Yeah, I, man. Th that was killing me tonight. Because I'm like, dude, you guys are playing so hard out there. But you you're offensively inept. It looks like a preseason game, you know? And they did get it together. So Malik Monk, I thought, despite the fact he was two for 11, he was out there in closing time because he was playing some pretty good basketball still. I do want to talk about Demonis Sabonis because we kind of skirted over him for a second as a leader oh, with Fox. I was definitely going to come back to Sabonis, this Sabonis, 20 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, 9 of 16 shooting. His 37th consecutive double-double. That Wait. is insane. And I saw something on King's Reddit today, also on NBA Reddit. There was linked through NBA Reddit. So coming into tonight, the next closest double-double streak, Rudy Gobert with six. How is that possible? Damana Sabonis has 37 straight double-doubles. The next closest, Gobert six, Capella four. And honestly, I didn't look at the scoreboard tonight. I don't know if like... Any of the other ones that were on the list ended. That yeah, is Atlanta did not wild. Play good in Minnesota. Wild. Yeah. It, it's that's what's what's great about this is that this Kings team is seeing success out of his double doubles, out of his triple doubles. Now, if you look at some of the nights where he's getting a triple double, and you go, "Wow, a triple double!" But they lost. Triple double, but they lost. I still don't feel like it's empty when he's getting these numbers. I've seen empty before, and this is not it. He played his ass off, and he always does. Also, I'm not going to act like he locked Jokic down. Jokic had a rough night tonight. 
the Denver had a stretch like this last year, I believe maybe in March, where Michael Malone's like, I don't know what the hell's happening oh, with our team, yes. but we got to get it together. So I'm not trying to make so much out of this. I'm acknowledging, because I know Nuggets fans are going to watch this too, this Denver team has talent, and they're missing tonight two key pieces. KCP would have impacted things the last two matchups against Sacramento, yes. what he does defensively, three-point shooting. Jamal Murray, I mean, the guy's a borderline all-star, has a legit case to be an all-star this year. Did not play tonight. He did play the last game against Sacramento. Porter did play in this game tonight, had 19 points. Aaron Gordon killed the Kings 25-15, and 15. but Jokic... 15 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, 6 of 17 Not his Jokic. best. Not his best. But what did they do? What did Sabonis do well against him? What did... Oh, against Jokic? Defending Jokic. I mean, he just... He bodied him up. Yeah. He stayed Played physical. physical. Yeah. I mean, in that... There is no way of slowing down Jokic. You can throw a double at him. He'll make something out of it. You can do whatever you want. There's no slowing him down. He obviously had an off night, but someone like Sabonis capitalized on him having an off night and said, all right, well, I'm going to go at you even a little bit harder. And I felt that from Domas. And I, again, this is the Domas you get every single night, you know, so I wouldn't expect anything less. But at the same time, it did feel like he just, he's not afraid of any challenge. He doesn't give a shit if you're, if you've been an MVP, if you are the defending champ, whatever you are, he's going to go at you the same, um, like you're anyone else. And even there at the end, when Jokic was trying to get these miracle threes to go in, stay disciplined, Sabonis stayed so vertical. So up, I was waiting for them to just call some BS thing of Jokic falling back. Like, Oh, did he not give him landing space? It's like Jokic has credit card hops. He doesn't even (laughs) jump. Jump, you know what I mean? So it was like, no, he wasn't in his space. I'm glad none of that had to uh, even be talked about as I talk about it. Well, Sabonis played on the second half of back-to-back just under 38 minutes tonight and had those numbers. Yeah, he did not have his fourth consecutive triple-double, but he did have his 37th consecutive double-double. I just love how he's playing this year. And the only thing that you, you hope's okay tonight is you mentioned a little bit earlier the thumb. It's the same thumb he injured last year. And he that was definitely he was definitely looking oh. over like God, he was shaking it a lot. So you hope it's not a thing. And and, and at least it's all Cerberic. And also you you know he's played through it before, but you could tell like him feeling good this year and not injured mm. like he was from Christmas Day on last year. He's playing amazing basketball. Kawhi Leonard's out, by the way. There's some talk he might miss the all-star team. I would think if he does miss it, Silver would likely name Sabonis as an all-star. Could be wrong. And I'm like, "Ah, but would Sabonis want to go there and do it? No. You know what, though? He gets a bonus of a million and a half dollars if he's named to the all-star team. So it's possible. Yeah. You know what he could do is just like be injured. He, he can go and go, go, go. And then be like, I can't play. I'm my thumb's a little sore. Yeah. And then still get the cash. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> do that. Do it. Someone in our Discord today, I forget who it was, or maybe it was on Twitter, was like, This guy, just by going to the All-Star game, gets beyond life-changing money for anyone else. Dude. This is a, a million and a half bonus for him is like he makes so much money and then he gets a million and a half bonus. And like I would, crazy. I would do any, I would do 
anything for a million dollars. I would do anything. Okay, so Sabonis continues to be special. I'm just not shocked anymore. I, I this he is easily one of my favorite kings of all time. It's just, he's just so I I just respect players who play one way. He gets banged around a lot. They're physical with him, but he's physical back. He hits back. He's tough. He's added to his game. He wants to make his teammates better. Amazing screens, amazing passes, leads the league in rebounding, double-doubles, triple-doubles. He scores. He competes his ass off defensively. You surround this guy with better defenders, Mm -hmm. the Kings are going to be a really, really, really good team. You never have to question his competitive nature, if he's going to bring it mentally, all these different things, which, by the way, is already fantastic. But on top of all that, he's consistently playing so well i remember there was what there was maybe like one game where we were like he had 19 and 23 or something and it was like god this wasn't his best game he was producing but it was like one of those one of those few games for him where where you're like oh man not his best game still producing 19 and 23 and i just feel like every night you can depend on him to at least get a rebound if he's not scoring. And if he's not scoring, then he's at least uh, playmaking and creating for others. Like, he's just so dynamic and can do so much on the floor. I Yes, I understand why you've put him in that category. We appreciate everyone Uh, hanging out. Mason Jones, we just signed him to a two-way deal. I don't know why that just randomly played, but it's a good reminder for us to talk about Mason Jones. Um, That was Mike Brown's voice here in the background. I wanted to give some love to everyone hanging out with us tonight. Uh, you guys are amazing. It's Valentine's Day mm. night. You guys, I just, I, I'm picturing it right now. What are you picturing for them? People in like some Valentine's Day themed PJs. Oh, some couples just like some couples, some cuddling alone. up, cuddling up. Yeah, yeah, some alone, but this is what yeah. I'm picturing. Oh, I keep picturing in okay. matching Valentine's Day pajamas. Okay, just cuddle up, watching us on YouTube right now. Going, man, Kings basketball, what a win! You know? Yeah. What? Here's my question. I, I'm I'm not a big Valentine's Day guy. Yeah, I'm, but do I'm you, do you for, really? I have my reasons too. Do you really picture any couple that would be watching our podcast, our show, that would be wearing matching PJs? I bet there's one. I'm not going to judge. I'll play the odds. Not going to judge. Play the odds. Um, whether you're with a your significant other or. You're just chilling by yourself. We appreciate you being here. I mean, it's late on a Wednesday night, so. Well, and that's what, uh, just really quick, too, because I know for some, these holidays are even even just something as simple as Valentine's Day. It becomes weird because everyone makes it so much bigger um, and hallmarky and all these things. And that's why if you are alone, just thanks for spending this holiday with us and being with us. Yeah. I, man, Morgan, I had some embarrassing um, Valentine's Days as a kid, you know? You, proceed. You you talk about these every year. I do. Yeah, okay. Vanessa or something. No, Victoria. No. What's her name? Valerie. Valerie. <laughs> Dude, Valerie. I'll never forget eighth grade Valentine's Day Barrett Middle School. It's a big day, but I'm sorry, little Ducey. His family doesn't have much money. So I, I remember going to my stepdad and my mom going, hey, I want to buy some flowers for my girlfriend, mm. Valerie. I got her one measly carnation. I didn't give her a rose. 
I got her a carnation. I get there. I think it was limp too. I think it was dead. I get there. She gets me like Laffy Taffy candy, all this stuff, and a Dumbo stuffed animal because I have big ears. And he, that moment sits with me forever. One, the shot at my ears. But two, yeah, yeah. do you understand how embarrassing it, I felt? Like all these kids from Gold River, like showing up with like a dozen roses. They've got like fruit baskets. And I come up with a little, little rose. Two things. A little carnation. She was trolling your ears. Yeah. And if you can't appreciate a carnation, then you're a bitch. Okay. There you go. Okay. I don't care. She's five. How old was she? We're in eighth grade. Eighth grade. And then one Valentine's Day in third grade, uh, I think it was fourth grade, actually. I, I was trying to be like, hey, I got to ask a Tiffany to be my Valentine, you know? Tiffany. Okay. And I have anything I think to you've give her. mentioned this too. <laughs> Tiffany and Valerie. Okay, I'm going to remember this for next <laughs> okay. Valentine's she Day. She was really into, like, you know, Beanie Babies were popping off then, right? Yeah. Yeah, huge. So my sister. They're sis expensive. My sister had. Like a bootleg Beanie Baby. It yeah. wasn't actually a Beanie Baby, but it was like I, I know the same exactly. Thing. Yep. And so I stole it from my sister and gave it to her. I'm, I'm glad you and stopped she stealing. After and she that. didn't agree. She did not agree to be my Valentine. I had a lot of heartbreak. You're not. You did not experience <laughs> okay. heartbreak. You experienced okay. rejection. Rejection and heartbreak. It's a, it's the same well, thing. Well, it could be. I'm not. Anyway, the whole point is thank you for being here. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. Appreciate you guys so much for being here tonight. You are more than a carnation to us. Morgan, yes. what was your reaction at the 718 mark of the fourth quarter? It's 8279, and you look and you go, Chris Duarte's out there? Oh, oh. He did not play in the first half, and he's playing in a three-point game in the fourth quarter. Well, I was trying to look at my courtside box score, but it was all screwed up because the Denver Nuggets scores table couldn't yeah. get anything right. So then I'm like, okay, wait, it doesn't have him highlighted, but rub my eyes one more time. I was like, wait, that is Chris Duarte. What? I, I'm confused on why he is out there. And did not care after he showed up and he did what he needed to do. He was not chaotic. He was under control. He knocked down a three, and then he took another three that he shouldn't have taken. And But all in all, his energy that they kind of needed from the bench and from fresh legs, it's, it's the second night of a back-to-back, -back, he did what he needed to do in that role in that little bit of time, I, and I, I was happy with it. I got a little nervous. He had not played in a while, and it's like, wait, you're putting this guy in right now? Oh, yeah. And the reason was... The Kings decided to go small. In the first half, they did play some Alex Len, Trey Lyles minutes. When Duarte was in there, it was Fox, Monk, Duarte, Lyles, Sabonis. And they went Fox, Monk, Duarte, Keegan, and Sabonis. Um, it was interesting to see him out there, and he made some things happen. You mentioned him hitting the three. He tied the game up at 85 apiece when he knocked down that three. Mm. I was getting nervous because I'm like, all right. This is like a delicate part. Like, as the minutes started ticking, and he took that other three that was clanked off the dribble handoff. And I did not, bonus, and it wasn't a good choice or anything. Yes. I was like, all right, how long is Mike going to gamble here? Yeah. To me, it was it was like gambling. You're up right now in your Duarte minutes. You're up. You're winning them. Cash out. Cash out and get, like, someone, get Harrison in there. You what know, was, whoever. Yeah. They end up putting Harrison Barnes in there and who. We haven't talked about him. He was awesome. Yep. He knocked down shots. How have we not talked about Harrison Barnes? But my whole point to Duarte is, 
hey, dude, you stayed ready and you came out. You made some plays defensively. You played tough. You didn't get foul happy. You had deflections. I think you might have had a block. He ends up playing for Sacramento seven minutes, 47 seconds, three points during that span. He also had a rebound. Um, He definitely had a deflection. I know that. But I was pleased by his minutes. I mean, that if you're going to have that in the rotation on a random night, especially after many DMPs, that is exactly the type of production you need from these guys in those roles. Nothing more. Just be controlled. Don't screw things up. Oh, and then if you do more than that and knock down a three to tie the game, great. You're just making this team that much better. I think you're helping the morale, um, all of the different things. Yes, you felt his energy yeah. off the bench. Yeah, and they gave him a chance. I mean, I, 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 my bad. It wasn't at the seven eighteen mark. I read my notes wrong because I it, he actually started the fourth quarter for Sacramento. My bad. Uh, Duarte came in. It was Fox, Monk, Duarte, Keegan, and Lyles when they went small. And then they brought Sabonis back in at the 7-18 mark of that uh, fourth quarter. So he got like a big chunk here in the fourth quarter, started the fourth, played up until the 4-13 mark of that stretch. And, you know, I I don't know if Mike was going to go back to Herter at any point. I thought Herter actually had some good moments, especially he was pretty active defensively in that first half. I thought he did some nice things, especially after what happened last night in Phoenix. He played well, but I think Duar- I think Brown was like, I'm rolling with the hot guy right now. Duarte's giving me something right now. We're playing well. It's a close game. I'm going to roll with this late, and I'm going to put Harrison Barnes in. And that's going to happen sometimes. you got to sacrifice. It's kind of like what the Suns did. The Suns last night, Nurkic, okay, you're not playing well right now, or we're going to try something else. Oh, the something else is working? We're going to stay with this longer, and we might get back to you. It's part of being a team, and you got to buy in. And Nurkic bought in last night, ended up closing the game. Herter bought in tonight, and I thought he actually played pretty solid in his minutes for Sacramento. Eight points, five rebounds, two assists, but outside of that, just active hands. He had two blocks in this game, too, along with the steal. Yeah, I I mean, that's, again, another guy that did a good job in his role tonight. And now I know you want to get to Harrison Barnes. Let's get to Harrison Barnes. 20 points for him. Five of six at the free throw line. Three of six from beyond the arc. Six of nine from the field. Um, Efficient, uh, aggressive enough. Just exactly what you needed from Harrison Barnes. This is the type of production you wish you got from Harrison Barnes night in and night out. And because there's so many times where it's like, where is he? Is he invisible? You know, people get so mad in Kingsland and everyone wants to, you know, change and trade and fire everybody. But I think like truly when you see games like this with Harrison Barnes, I just, I get so proud. I get so happy because I go, yes, he is able, he is capable of doing this. They needed that tonight. They did. They did. And I mean, we keep mentioning all the things leading up into this game. Second night of a back-to-back, people with tired legs, and having someone like Harrison Barnes in your starting lineup uh, step up like this, fantastic. The next guy I want to talk about is someone who did not play a single second of this game. Oh. Who I believe had an impact with his vibes. A guy that people were watching tonight going, who is that guy? Mason Jones. You may be listening to this now going, uh, who is Mason Jones? Mason Jones has been on the Stockton Kings this season. The Kings just signed him after the trade deadline to a two-way contract. So he'll spend time in Stockton and in Sacramento with the Kings. They called him up for this game. Mm -hmm. Had them 
join the team in Denver, and he was on the Kings bench. And I'm watching that game. And I, we, we've we gotten to watch Mason Jones over the years in the G League even more closely this year. Yeah. Really just solid player. But the one thing he plays with is passion, energy. Pure passion. He's always talking. Good playmaker. Great vision. Has knocked down the three at a really high rate this year. 50% from three right now or something. I, I like his game a lot. Mm-hmm. I've, and I said this even before he was in Stockton. Watched him last year in Mexico City. I mean, I remember him with the Vipers in the G League. South Bay Lakers. Yeah, South, exactly. So anyway, they signed him to a two-way contract. I'm like, that's interesting. They're bringing him up, up for this game. Huh. And he doesn't play. But I'm watching, I'm going, this guy's into it. Every time out, this guy is up and he's greeting guys. He's animated. I tweeted at one point during the game. I said, Mason Jones was the first player off the bench at every timeout tonight. He brought so much needed energy and vibes. That's how you have an impact without playing. Here's what Mike Brown had to say about Mason Jones after the game. I say uh, Mason Jones, we just signed him to a two-way deal. He didn't play at all tonight, but his impact in the game was huge. He was, you know, the, the, the energy he brought from, the, from uh, being on the bench was phenomenal. I mean, every time out, before I can even take three steps on the floor, he's sprinting past me, high-fiving guys, talking to guys during the game. He's talking to guys. And, you know, we have a fairly quiet group. And so for him to bring that type of energy was phenomenal. My my, my, my son, Elijah, who's a video coordinator for us, uh, he was watching at home. He even said, he said this before I even had a chance. He said, Mason's energy was off the charts he could feel it through the tv and uh i know that i felt it our players felt it and our coaches felt it so his energy was great for us in a game that uh again we could have easily folded but uh our guys found a way yep yep i'm so glad i am so glad that you pointed that out because i noticed it and then when you text me about it and then i saw your tweet later on I finished our broadcast just giving him love really quick. This is not, and I hadn't even heard Mike Brown talk about it or anything. And I'm like, yes, because that role alone goes such a long way. It takes a lot of energy to give a lot of energy. And Mason Jones bringing it around a group of guys, whether whoever he knows, you know, throughout his years of basketball or not, just being that guy, it really can do something different to you. Sometimes you need ejection. Of something throughout mm-hmm. a year. And look, I'm not trying to overhype this, okay? Act like, man, did they just get the steal of all Noting steel? it. Just noting Dude, it. Dude, having encouragement, having someone who buys in and just is locked in and is something new. Like, his voice is fresh to that group of players, yeah. to that locker room. And if he's coming off the bench and he's in the things and he's pumping up Fox or he's pumping up Sabonis or anybody coming off the floor and he's being engaged... I think the Kings have lacked that this year. We mentioned JaVale McGee being a vocal leader, but yep. outside of that, like Mike was just saying in that clip, like quiet it's group. a pretty quiet group. Like they're not like super loud or anything. So you need some loudness. Yeah. You need someone that's going to do a little talking. I'll tell you what, Mason Jones does a lot of talking when we watch him in the G League. So it was good to see yeah. him just like bought into the moment, understanding like, dude, if I'm going to be in the NBA, I'm on a two-way deal. I don't know how long I'm going to be chilling with this group, but you, you know what? Tonight... In a post-game press conference, after a win in which 
Mason Jones didn't play a goddamn second tonight. The head coach of the team is talking about you. The Deuce and Mo podcast is talking about you. No, but, you know, the... His son's texting other coaches. I know. I mean, that's that is significant. It, like, and that's something. It's a very positive development for Mason's career. Like, hey, if you're all this, this whole thing is about being all in. This guy sounds all in, and you need that type of energy and vibes. Yeah, they need vibes. Yeah, I mean, good it, vibes. There, especially when when you're a two way guy or you're a guy that's playing in the G, and you're like, okay, what what's puts this guy over what separates him you know from others especially if it's like ah, a fringe guy there's a lot he does well I'm not sure if his entire game translates to being able to play all these minutes on the NBA floor whatever but what can put you over and get you even that paycheck that contract that you want that dream that you are chasing and it's those little things and those little things just go such a long way and yeah I just I I loved what we saw it was awesome Mm -hmm. awesome stuff uh, we're gonna hear more from Mike Brown coming up. We have to. Well, I gotta have some fun too. Well, I mean, we've had fun. Yeah. What? Okay. We look ahead to the break. Maybe I was thinking because we have officially reached the All Star break, we have to look like you guys did at, on post game tonight. Some of the best moments of the season, right? I figured I'd go to the Sharif Jewelers moment jar and pick out a few to look over. I've never seen you more obsessed with the jar. Thank you. And I love it. Um. We should mention that tonight's podcast, as always, presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Do you need windows? Or do you need a maybe siding? Or maybe... I love what I do is I start a song (laughs) and go, okay, Morgan, you take it the rest of the way, please. Were you doing Do You Remember? Yeah, I don't know why. Either way, do you you need windows? Because, hi, go get a free quote. I know it's all-star break, and for us, we're like, yeah, we have time to get quotes, do whatever we need. For you, you might even just work on a Monday and a Tuesday. I don't know, but either way... They, Northwest Exteriors can work around your schedule so then they can make sure to come out, give you a free quote, so you can decide if windows are right for you. Just go to their showroom in Rancho Cordova. Give them a call. Check out their website, trustnorthwest.com. Look, it's it's a game changer for a house. Game changer. Weather's changing. It's still kind of cold outside. Can you keep it warm in your house? Get some new windows. Make your house look sexy and go to... The experts, Northwest Exteriors, because they are simply the best. Trust Northwest. Good. Thank you. Honestly, not bad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Morgan Reagan. Mm -hmm. We do need to hear from Mike Brown a little bit because I thought he had a couple of interesting comments. Besides the Mason Jones thing that we talked about, uh, this is how he opened up his press conference tonight after the Kings win. For us, the all-star break couldn't have come at a better time. Um, You know, we just got a lot of guys that are just banged up. You know, we played... We played Doma's heavy minutes these last couple of nights. We played Fox heavy minutes tonight. These last couple of nights, he played 43 minutes a night. Uh, those guys are a little banged up. It'd be great to get them some rest, but uh, a little concerned about Keegan. He stepped on somebody's ankle during the course of the game. Uh, he took a hard fall, um, you know, and, and he just gutted it out. But uh, his body, for a young guy, uh, his body's banged up uh, pretty good right now. So just knowing that we have these, I don't know, five, six days to get a little 
little rest and uh, get get our feet back underneath us. Start with, with, with Keegan with him stepping on somebody's foot and, and his fall, and then Foxy and and, and Domas. Uh, it's big, it's big. So like Trey's you know obviously sick and so this this would be good for him. But uh, you know I, I thought. Uh, I keep telling our guys that uh, the shots aren't going to always go in. They're not going to always go in. And they didn't go in tonight. I looked up at the the stats on the on the board one time, and I we were well into the game, and we were shooting I think 17% from the three. And uh, you know it's unlike us, but that's the reality of it. That shot's not going to always go in. So the only way that you can give yourself the chance to win is if you take care of the ball. You don't send them to the free throw line a lot. You don't give them a ton of offensive rebounds, and and you defend. And our guys just kept scrapping. They kept fighting. They kept finding a way to get it done defensively. Uh, you know, it's a good team there. I know they're missing a couple of their starters, and but uh, you know, for them to shoot 39% from the floor and and, and score 98 points uh, for us, that's really good. That's that's really really good. You know, and. And sometimes you got to win ugly, and you just got to find a way. And in the second half, we picked up our defense. Uh, we made a couple of shots. We had six assists at halftime. We ended up with 21. Um, we wow. had four fast break points at halftime. We ended up with 13. So we just kept trying to find find ways to get it done. And uh, I to give a lot of credit to, to Dorte. I, I I I can't remember last time he played. Uh, he was. He was banged up for a while, um, but even before that, he wasn't even in rotation, and uh, and we threw him out there in the fourth quarter, let alone. And I thought he was big. He was picking up full court defensively. Uh, he had a huge deflection for us in the late red. Uh, he had a big three for us. Uh, he he was he was really really good in his minutes, and he left it out on the floor. Um, I thought he was a catalyst. He got defense player of the game, but he was a catalyst for us getting a win. You know, Foxy, HB, and Doma scored for us, but we had to find a way to defend, and we did it in the second half. We were down one, I think, with two minutes to go, two-plus minutes to go, and we had four consecutive stops. That's huge for us. So there's Mike Brown after this Kings win over the Nuggets. Uh, one thing he said early on, though, is like, man, we really needed this break. Yeah. And he said he's really concerned about Keegan Murray, who took a hard fall tonight. Looked like he tweaked his ankle, too. Keegan is supposed to go to Indianapolis for All-Star Weekend to participate in the Rising Stars game. I wonder if he ends up skipping that. Anyway, that's where we're at. Fox Sabonis obviously not going to All-Star Weekend, at least at the moment. Um, these guys need rest, and they're, they've been fighting through things. So... Here's my perspective. You want to do a little Deuce Mason perspective tonight, Morgan? We always want this. I know what you're thinking. Yes, basketball mind. The chat's probably going, Daddy Deuce, please give me this perspective. Gross. What? Uh, Morgan, it's not even my thing. There's a lot of people in the chat who call me Daddy Deuce. I'm not even totally comfortable with it, but because they support the pod, I kind of like lean into it a little bit. You know what I mean? Proceed with whatever shit you're about to go to. So, anyway, Daddy Deuce has some things to say. Um, the Kings just finished a stretch of games where they played 15 of 19 on the road. Mm. 15 of 19 on the road. We're talking about well over 10,000 miles of travel 
for the Sacramento Kings. A lot of traveling. They reached the All-Star break at 31-23. and 23. Last year, through this same stretch of games, they were 31-23. and 23. So, 15 of 19 on the road. It was definitely up and down. Fox, for most of January into the last, you know, couple of weeks, hasn't played great basketball. Mm-hmm. And they're hanging tough. You know what I mean? Their their pace, record-wise, is the same as it was last year. I'm not saying they don't have to play better basketball. My point is, can this team, especially now that we see Fox play the last couple of games, 70 points in the last two games, can they get some rest and come back ready, focused, and locked in for this final 28 games of the year where 17 of those games are in Sacramento? Dude, just getting that pause, like being able to just like stop for a hot second, not just physically, but truly mentally and being able to be like, can I just get some shit done around the house? Can I just soak up some sun? Whatever it is. <laughs> Morgan always brings it back to herself, what she's going to no, do no, at the no. All-Star well, break. It's funny. That is yeah. what I'm going to do. But I'm even thinking about them. Like, it's not like just because they're super rich doesn't mean that they they still need to tell someone what needs to be done, you know? Okay, okay. Like, I mean, seriously, like an, an assistant, whatever it is, if that, if that, if they have someone, a house manager, I don't know what the hell rich people do, but I have to do that myself. And my whole point to that being though, is like, if there's certain things that need to get done, even a car getting checked out, I don't know. My whole point is, is, um, where was I going with this now? God damn it. Where was I going? It's just a break that you need rest. So mentally, and that's what I was going to say, mentally, just being able to get things done and not have to focus on, on what's happening on the basketball floor, not having to focus on film and breaking down personnel and, and what you're about to match up against all those little things, just not having to do that for a hot second can really help a human being. And I'm really happy that the Kings get this. Um, But I also am just so glad that the league has an all-star week and not just like a complete weekend. You know, there's more than just those two days. So they will have 28 games to go after the all-star break. Last year, they had 25 games after the break. So 28 to go after the all-star break for the Sacramento Kings. And like I said, 17 of those at home. And people... Look at the strength of schedule a lot. I got to be honest, I just don't get wrapped up into it because it changes from game to game. Like, teams could be playing better basketball. Like, we, the Suns right now have the most difficult schedule the rest of the way. I think the Kings are technically ranked in, in the fifth. top five, right? Fifth. They're fifth. And it's yeah, a, but the shit changes. Like, it's like Portland if you're and the Bucks by, are tied at third. If you're going by record, okay, but who's this, who's playing? Like, we're starting to see th- some things happen. Last night, Bradley Beal goes down for the Suns. Okay, like that changes things for the Suns, right? Mm. Kawhi Leonard, it doesn't sound like it's a significant injury, but the adductor strain, who knows? Like, I I don't know. You start having some of these things pop up or maybe teams dip a little bit, right? So I like where the Kings are at still as a team, and I think they can still play better basketball. It's going to be a fight. If I'm Sacramento... It's about avoiding the play-in. I don't want to play a play-in because my worst possible scenario right now is thinking about the prospect of a play-in game against like the Golden State Warriors mm. or the LA Lakers. And emotionally, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. 
I just want to get into a first-round series and enjoy it a little bit. I don't want to play around. Could you imagine one game, do or die, play in Warriors? Or what if you, like, could if you... Steph Curry would hit game-winning three. Can that, I give you the worst possible scenario? I mean, that I think I just said No, no. It, but... No, the worst possible scenario is you lose the first play-in. You're in a position that you you can lose the first one and play another one. Yeah. The first one you lose is to the Lakers, and then you play the Warriors and lose. Yeah, that would. That be- would be like, ugh. So avoid it. I think the Kings played their best basketball last year after the break. Can they do it again this year? We're I mean, find out. they're trending in the right direction. If you're going off of even these last two games, I know that the Suns they lost, but it was still yeah a good basketball game. Good basketball was being played by the Kings. And then I think tonight it wasn't the prettiest at first, but it it's how they turn things around. And I think any team that can find it within to dig deep, be resilient and f- get a W there's so much to that and what that can tell about a team. What would be your Sharif jewelers moment of this game? It has to be Fox's fourth quarter, right? I love that. Can we, we're allowed to do that? Is that a rule? Yeah. I mean, 15 Great. points in the fourth, including 10 straight. I'm going to add mm. just underneath, just because we may need to remember this up at some point. I'm just going to write down Mason Jones vibes. I like I'm big it. on vibes and I felt it tonight. Oh. I'm watching that game going, that's what I'm talking about. That's a guy I connect with immediately. He's his first game in. He's not being shy and timid sitting there like, hey, he's into the game. Let's go. I love that. That is noted on there. Are you going to pick one out too? I should, but I do. I, I forgot we haven't did, done a rock and soul player of the game either. Yeah, that's fine. Who's your rock and soul player of the game? Or do you want to do this first? Do this first. Okay. Since we have reached the points, it's the all-star break for the yeah. Sacramento oh. Kings. We've been putting moments after every game in this moment jar just so we don't forget things that happen throughout the course of an 82-game season. And since we've reached 54 games in, all-star break, I say we go over a few. That's fine. I mean, you do this... You do this on a random Tuesday. You do this. It's been a while. It's been probably three weeks since I've done this. I don't think it has. I think we could literally look back. And that's okay. <sighs> I appreciate your joy for this. All right. The first one. Ooh, I don't like the big ones because it's usually bad. <laughs> first one. Kings versus Raptors on January 5th. It was 135-130. Sabonis Monk Alleyoop secures a triple-double. Remember that? Okay. Sabonis threw a lob that secured a triple-double mm-hmm. in that. He had 24 points, 15 rebounds, 11 assists. Oh, and I noted this. This is, ah, I'm glad I write this down. I got excited because of a Keegan pull-up three in transition. He brought the ball up in transition and pulled up Oh, just like three. pure It was like he like, got a rebound, got up the floor, and just stopped pop three. Love it. Exciting moment for my dear Keegan. For my dear Keegan. That was a good that was a good moment. Do you fair, like that one? I love that Sharif Jewelers oh, moment can, of the game. Can we get one more good moment? <laughs> can we get one more good moment? <gasps> Mix it up nice and good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, big one's always scary. How can you not feel if you're picking a big one or not? Like why don't never mind. February 9th. Just last week. 135-106, Kings over the Nuggets. What do you know? Sabonis triple double. De'Aaron Fox's defense on Jamal Murray. Oh, and I wrote down this this play. When Fox 
was playing good defense on Murray, loose ball. Len forces the jump ball, and they they win the jump ball. And remember, Malik Monk had the dunk off of it. Yeah, wait, that was Friday. Yeah, that was from this, Friday. Yeah, it just came wait, up. Wait, that was way too I, okay, fresh. Okay, way too fresh. One more, one more. How about one more? <laughs> I love that you're acting like to me. You're acting like like oh, this was real. I know, but it was so exciting. Was yeah, so but it was literally like forty. We have to ago. end on a win, though. We have to end on a win. <laughs> Deuces rules for this shit. All right, last one. We're going to go over January 9th at, at Detroit. Do you remember that game? No. The Pistons were 3-33 and 33 coming into the oh, game. The Kings God. gave up 47 points in the first quarter. The Kings end up winning 131-110. to 110. Keegan Murray game. Step back threes, dunks, driving. Ooh, I know that on that. Love that. That's a good one. You want one more? No. Okay. That, that is all you're going to get. There you go. There you go. This is why we have a moment jar. Sharif Jewelers moments of the game. <sighs> Love it. Thank you. How's the live chat doing? Fantastic. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Who would be your rock and soul player of the game? Uh, I'm going to go with De'Aaron. That fourth quarter alone. The last 10 points, 15 points in the fourth quarter. Knocking the ball away at one point. Getting a transition layup. Deer and Fox stepping up big. My rock and soul player of the game. You're right. Hey, you yes, he is. Deer and Fox, 30 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, 12 of 26, shooting 15 points in the fourth quarter, including 10 straight. He also had four assists, three rebounds in the final frame. Our rock and soul player of the game. Check out Rock and Soul Diner. All Star Break is here. Maybe you're on a little vacation this week. Ugh. You're chilling. The holidays come I up on Monday. Go. go get some brunch. Go get some breakfast. Go to Rock and Soul Diner, six blocks away from Golden One. <laughs> Golden One. Just six blocks away from Golden <laughs> One. <laughs> anyway, congrats to Deer and Fox. Six blocks away from Golden One. <laughs> hey. Uh, Miles in the chat says, I came up with the first ever moment in the jar. Oh. Miles, I probably remember that first moment. Do you? Kings won at Utah, Malik Monk, Dunk, Chris Dunn. Was that really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Also, since it's the All-Star break, we have so many people to thank. Uh, we, we mentioned all of our awesome partners from Sharif Jewelers to Northwest Exteriors to Rock and Soul Diner to you guys, too. But also shout out to New York Times bestselling author, the one and only T.R. Reagan. We actually had someone recently say, I heard about this these books from the Do Some Mo podcast, and I love them. They're obsessed with the Lizzie Gardner series and these characters. And I, I've, you guys, I was freaked out for years after these books were published to even read them because they're thrillers and my mom's like psycho in them, like kills everybody, all these things. And I was like, I'm not reading that shit. And then finally I bought in. I have never connected with characters more. So if you need a good read, it's all-star break. You have a little time because you're not watching basketball. Make sure to check out trreagan.com or go to amazon.com and search TR Reagan for all of her books. And you can DM me and ask me what book you want to start with. I have suggestions. Appreciate everyone's support. The Deuce and Mo podcast. Uh, in the chat, let's get some people in the chat. Since it's our final one mm, before the break, we got to talk with the people. Do we have any record predictions for the final stretch of the season? 28 games. Did someone yeah. ask that? Yeah. Oh. Tay, I saw a couple of people do it. Okay. Um, 
It's tough. There's 20, what, 28 games to go after the break, right? Um, 28, 17 at home. I mean, I feel like I'm just throwing a number at you. Take it or leave it type thing. I'm going to say 16 and 12. I think they're going to play their best basketball this season. They're going to play four games above 500. 16 would put them at 47 wins, one below last year. But the West is just more challenging. They play some tough games. I do like the fact that they play a lot of home games. And I think this break's going to be beneficial for them. They're going to lock in. They're going to be ready to go. Let's get to 47. Wow. And I'm shocked that you're saying it with so much confidence when you say 47. Um, just because I think that number 50 was so big to everyone yeah, last but year. Y- it, yes. And 50 would be great. It's, I mean, that's just, that would be a crazy pace. It like would they a- would have to be red hot coming out. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm trying to be realistic. They have been so inconsistent this year. You know, you, I've just been looking for them to be on a run where you're like, oh man, they're just playing you, great basketball. You've just really matured. You've really matured. Oh, I'm being realistic, I, but I think they, they haven't played their best basketball yet. I agree. But I'm There's seeing moments. more glimpses yep. recently. I agree. It's just, you know, you, you start to believe a little bit and then they drop a Pistons game on you or they drop a Hornets game on you. You're like, what the hell is happening yeah. here? But I, I like how they played in that last matchup against Denver. I like how they played tonight against Denver in a game where they're just like missing shots. They kept fighting like these games are going to happen. Uh, I really liked how they played in that game against Phoenix last night. You know, they made some mistakes. I thought that was more like lineup based than anything. But. Yeah. No, and that's, I think that's what, that's what has been making some of these games. Especially, look, I look at from when we saw that seven game road trip and they went five and two on yeah. the road trip. And it was it, a grind, but they've, it wasn't just, it wasn't just the, uh, what was I saying? It wasn't just the record that, was like so great to look at. It was the way that they were finding a way, like you said, the grind, finding a way to win some of these games. And then they come back, they shit the bed against the Pistons, and then they take on the defending champs like we talked about, and then they they find a way, battle through, have a good game. So yeah, like there's these glimpses of they can be this really good team. What are we going to see after the All-Star break? I said to you after that Pistons game, you got Denver twice, OKC and Phoenix. Can you win two of those games? Yeah. They did. Yeah. That's what I want. I want. I didn't expect to lose a Pistons game, but I wanted two of the games over the next four. They didn't play well in OKC. Phoenix, they had their chances. You know what I'm really loving? I really feel like the league is super competitive right now. More, I, the West is absurd. It, it really is. And, and I just even look at a game like tonight, like, like, Chelsea Gray mentioned this on the pregame show being like, yeah, I feel like this is a must win. Go in. She said it on the show. Like this is a must win. All-star break. You want to go in the right way. All these things. You said that the Denver Nuggets were kind of having that conversation or that was said before their game as well. Like they were just stressing the importance of winning. They had lost a couple in a row. They're at home. It's the final game before the break. They just wanted to lock in. And I just felt like, like that both teams were locked in. It was what team was going to be locked in till the end. And it, turned out to be the Sacramento Kings tonight. So at the moment, there's still a few games tomorrow that could change things, but Sacramento's in the eighth spot, 31 and 23. They're a half game out of the seventh spot behind Dallas, who they still play twice this year. They're a game and a half behind the Pelicans and Suns for that fifth spot in the West. The top four is kind of 
separating at this standpoint. But I mean, Denver last week when they were in Sacramento were tight. They were tied for first. They're now in fourth, and they're two and a half out of first place. So. I mean, it's just crazy because, you know, Golden State's starting to play better. Golden State had an epic collapse on the home floor tonight. They were down. They were up 14 against the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. Lost that game at home. Uh, they're in the 10th spot right now. They are still four games behind Sacramento. The Lakers are two games behind Sacramento in the ninth. So it's just everyone's bunched you up, and Utah's right around there. This is updated? It should be, right? I mean, because they came into tonight's game being in that eighth spot. Yeah, they did. And it would just still make sense. Okay. Yeah, because Dallas won tonight. Oh. Dallas beat San Antonio. Oh. Yeah, there was no, yeah. the team's ahead of them. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. I know. You're hoping for some movement tonight. <laughs> I really no, was. No, they need some help to, to make some movement. So, yeah, you know, you, you look at the West this year, and there ha- there hasn't been, like, crazy-ass injuries. Now, Dallas has been banged up. They've lost starters this year. Kyrie's missed a ton of time. He's back. Dante Exum's missed time. They've had some issues, but now they made a trade. It looks like they're playing some good basketball. They've won six in a row now. Damn. The Warriors have had their issues with Draymond, out, Chris Paul, just weird shit happening. Denver's been a little nicked up. They don't have a lot of depth, but I don't know. It just it, it feels like this group is, there isn't as many crazy-ass impactful injuries as we saw last year load management as we saw last year and there's just a lot of competitions it's crazy that the difference between the seventh spot and the one seed is like seven games yeah yeah six and a half (laughs) games i mean it's i mean it's it's competitive and it's it's going to be one of those seasons where it really feels like every game has that importance which is so fun right but as a Kings fan, when you just want to see like back to back playoff years, yep. it makes you a little nervous. It does. I think this team is absolutely <sighs> good enough. Yeah. Um, especially after what they showed last year, what they've kind of grown off of and have done this year. It's it's just do they believe that? Do they lock in and have that same mentality all the way through? And everyone has to be locked in after the break. Yes. Every team. Every team's Every fighting, team. you know, and that's so it's going to be a, the intensity is going to be at another level after the all star break. And are the Kings going to be ready? I mean, it's it's essential that they make the playoffs, too, especially with the draft pick that can go to Atlanta. Like it, it would be bad news and it would be just a huge letdown, even, even if the West is more challenging this year. We knew that was going to be the case. We knew it was going to be a challenge. Now you just hope that the Sacramento Kings can play their best basketball at the end of the year. It's been a wild ride to the All-Star break. It really... It's, I've had to check myself recently. I'm gl- Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you check yourself because I, I definitely am emotional. Um, even one of my bosses came in and was like, are you okay? Like, as the game's going on, I'm like, I'm good. Why? And he's like... Pfft. I know how you get. I know how you get. I, I've seen this right. before. And I'm like, well, I'm good. And then I like throw a pen and two seconds later, you know, like, like, but, but truly when I went, oh, and then someone's trying to troll me in the office and was like, saw what your Kings did against that son, against the Suns. And guess what? My response, what a fun game. Like that was truly my response. Like it was such a fun game. Sucks that they lost, but wow, the style of basketball, what I witnessed. I'm so excited that was the game I got to watch. And they're kind of like, 
no, I'm talking shit. Like, what are you doing? And that's the perspective I think I've had for most of this year. And I just hope, again, I understand it's hard. We're all fans. But at the same time, if you can try to kind of have that perspective when a game is good to really appreciate. Because it's not always going to be good and you remember all the shitty basketball that you watched. Yeah, and you know how I'm sucked and I am with all this stuff, right? Like, yes, I'm reading, I'm watching... I'm in our Discord. I'm on King's Reddit reading stuff. And you just, when you consume a lot of different views, which I think there's nothing wrong with that. No. Like, I, I'm a very emotional being, so I feel. I feel a lot. And I get stunned sometimes by some of the reactions. I go, wait, what? Am I missing something? Like, what am I feeling? Are my feelings not accurate? It's like, no, your feelings are accurate. But anyway, my point to that, Morgan, is like, you can acknowledge that this team is flawed and still enjoy the ride, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm to the point now where I'm like, guys, this year has been a little more bumpy than I thought it would be too. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be like as kind of crazy as it's been. But my perspective is, whoa, they're 31 and 23. That's the same record they had at this point last year. Yeah. Okay, you'll take that. But also my other perspective is like, dude, you watched years and years of years. shit basketball you had to find a way to get excited about things you were spending time on our podcast going man do you think they should get some kyle guy minutes here yes. it's not a disrespect but like getting wrapped up in like kyle guy and daquan jeffries like just like hope They're looking yeah, yeah, for hope, right it's just anything you're just searching for answers or even going back in the day with draft picks or or hey they just traded for this guy i don't know maybe this could be good here and just feeling let down and it's ugly and the basketball is not fun. There's coaching changes and no stability. And you're just like, when is it going to be kind of fun again? Mm-hmm. And last year was fun beyond fun, belief. successful, all the above. It was, Oh yeah. The high and now highs. of course you have expectations. So it's going to feel different. But what I'm trying to remind myself is like, dude, yeah, the stakes feel a little higher this year. But still enjoy it because this team, when you take a step back, they're 31 and 23. There were years when this team could barely scratch 27, 28 wins in a season. Two, when they're clicking, they play a pretty fun style of basketball. They move the ball. They've got shooting. They've got some likable guys on the team. I'm like, I understand that this team today as currently constructed is not a championship team. Acknowledged. It's okay. Acknowledged. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the ride. This is fun basketball. I am not ready to go back to 25 win land for a season. I'm not no, ready to no, go no. back to watching players who don't actually love the game play. Yeah, I, I want like, to see this fun. Is, I love seeing yeah. people love doing their job, love uh, a child's game in basketball, and, and just doing it together and smiling together. Yes, all of the all of those things yeah. I appreciate the shit out of. And I know there's gonna be some sports fans in here that go like I don't appreciate wins. And I'm okay. It I guess it I mean what rooting for teams, it can be subjective too, right? Yeah. Like that's what it is. But that's just my perspective. Just try to enjoy this time as much as you can because then you'll look back and I, I I've been re- feel like an old man saying this. Oh. I've been around long enough to remember when fans were going, you got to fire Rick Adelman. You need a new voice in there. 
Yeah, that worked out great. Only took like 8,000 coaches to get to one that was legit. I mean, Michael Malone was too. Yeager was kind of legit. But then, yeah, you get the point. A lot of different ones. So it's going to be exciting to see what this next stretch looks like, Morgan. I mean, I, I'm really eager to see if guys are able to step up. Sabonis has played his ass off. Can Fox do what he has done this season? For the mm-hmm. most part, it's been pretty good. And then can Monk keep it up? Can Keek, Does Keegan have another level he can get to? Can the bench provide some more consistency? I don't know. We we'll will see. Out. We will see. you have any other final thoughts? Oh, a final thought? Um, Final thought. Uh, I know we say this a lot, but thank you guys. Thank you. I, I just talk about perspective. I never lose sight that like so many people watch live, so many others later on, audio, video, all the things. And it's just like, it's so cool that um, during this busy schedule and time, like, I know it's probably not the best human interaction that I get. And I should actually like be human and like get more <laughs> like in person contact with people. But for, for what it is, it's just, I'm just so glad I do get to interact with all of you. And I just appreciate all of you showing up. It just makes me feel really good and loved. So, um, and, and obviously this is small business, but that's besides the point. It's like just what we've been able to build as a community. Thank you for, um, just yes. keeping it growing. Thanks. You guys are literally the best. It's been fun to see this community grow. And yeah, you know, you, you reach this point of the season. It's like, all right, it's 54 games in. Like, yes, there's 28 games left. That's mm. a lot of season left. But it's also like, man, that's only 28 games. Hmm. This is well over halfway done. Yep. And so kind of enjoy it. As it comes, and I enjoy these night chats with you guys. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, Rest up! We're, we're going to take some time off during the All-Star break. I'm going to try my best to do. Good. But if there is anything, definitely go on. I know. Here's my problem. is My brain just like sometimes doesn't stop uh, with come, trying to come up with ideas. Or like, hey, what about doing this type of content? Blah, blah, blah. Like even before tonight, I'm like, oh, could I do a fourth quarter tape on Fox for a film breakdown that I could put out for this or that it's like no just i need to take it some time i need to take a week i need i'm gonna try my best to take a week and be ready to go for when we're live again after king spurs but uh you know we'll be active in discord social media and we love you guys so much but we got to go you all enjoy your all-star break as well happy valentine's day all the above see ya deuce and mo deuce and mo Deuce and Mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know. Deuce